This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This is the Freedom Disciple podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dunn. I hope you're having a nice, wonderful, relaxing Saturday. Um, the weather's pretty good over here. Um, sports are doing good. But politics sucks. I don't know about you, but I, I want to... I want to talk about a few different things today in, in today's show. I really don't have it in me to to share the political day-to-day stuff that you've probably heard all week because if you're anything like me, you feel like you want to throw up. I am sick. I'm sick of politicians pandering. I am... I'm sick of hearing about the 2016 election on all sides. Um, I'm sick of, you know, let's not talk about radical Islam. And I correctly identify the enemy. No, I'd much rather talk about guns. I'm sick and tired of looking at a world where On the surface, now I do say on the surface, not deep down, but on the surface, European politicians in France and Belgium are taking terrorism more seriously than presidential candidates and President Obama and John Kerry in America. It's taken me a while to get my head around this because there have been many arrests um, in Europe right now. There's the European football championships. It's like it's the European version of Copa America. If you follow soccer, you know what that is. If you don't, don't worry about it. It's basically a big tournament where all team countries come together and play. And because it's in Europe, it's in France, there's a big terrorist threat. And there have been many, many arrests. And there's been lots of problems at this tournament. I won't bore you with the details. Don't worry, I'm not going to talk about this for long. But it's taken me quite a while. It's I'm used to America being the leader for freedom and standing up for what you believe in. And I'm looking at Donald Trump, I'm looking at Hillary Clinton, I'm looking at Obama, I'm looking at Kerry, and I'm looking at going, you haven't got a clue what you're facing. And it really is troubling to me that Hollande and Merkel look fiercer on terrorism than America. It's taken me a while to to get my head around it, but I suppose I should be grateful. Um, I suppose if if I could, if I if I had like a big expensive setup, but pyrotechnics, I'd, I'd put a few fireworks and play celebration music and get all happy with you because finally, this week John Kerry came out and said, "Yeah, I think ISIS might be a bigger threat to the world than climate change." Or global warming, or global glooming, or climate chaos, or 
I'm sorry, I'm not up on my propaganda anymore. I'm, I'm behind the time, so I'm not sure what we're calling it today. But uh, apparently ISIS is now, according to John Kerry, a bigger threat. So, yay! But I, I don't have anything to talk about. I want to talk to you about a few different things today. I want to ask you some questions. The reason I ask you these questions and I, I put time into thinking and laying out the way I want to present the show to you is because not disrespecting anyone else, but I see a lot of people and I hear, I listen to them and I love them, but they all give you your opinion. And I try want to try and be different. I want to try and, yeah, I'm going to give you my opinion, but I want to ask you these questions. So it's kind of like a bit of homework, but not so. Actually, that probably isn't the best way to describe it because homework sucks. But that you can think about these things that, you know, maybe, you know, in the private times or if you're in bed late at night and you can't sleep and you're going to go, I need sleeping. Oh, John asked me a question on his podcast. That'll put me to sleep straight away. Um, but just that you can find out where your position is because I don't want people to agree with me 100%. I want you to find out what you stand for, not what I stand for. So I've got some questions I want to talk to you about later on in the show, but I want to start today's show by talking to you about emotions and feelings and some of the feelings we feel right now. When I come behind this microphone, when I'm talking to you through this great podcast and I do interviews, I kind of see myself playing a role and that role is to be a cheerleader for America, to be a voice of someone who says, you know what, America doesn't suck. Um, there are so many voices out there. America sucks. Oh, the American people are they're greedy and they're not as fertile as illegal immigrants and, and just you're you're just selfish Bible pumping, gun clinging hillbilly hicks and you're just horrible people. And I know that's not true, so I always try and be a cheerleader and say, No, this is the truth. Uh, and back it up. And because I always try and be a cheerleader, I always try and be positive. But today I want to talk to you just, just for a few minutes about it's okay not to be always positive. Because someone asked me a question privately, they said they listened to a show a couple of weeks ago and they listened to an interview recently and they said, do you ever get down on America? Do you ever, you know, are you ever not so optimistic? And I said, sure. And I want to just Instead of talking to you about my conversation with that individual because it was private, I want to sort of give you a, a gimme pick, a test dummy. And I want to use myself as that gimme pick for you to, to explain the emotions that I've gone through this year. Because this year, the last 18 months to 24 months have been a roller coaster at best. There have been incredible highs, incredible lows. But I wanted to give you a scenario and then ask you what feelings you'd feel. And then I want to share some of the feelings I felt and what actions I want to take. So me being the gimme pig, if you've listened to this show for anything more than five minutes, you'll know I love America and it is my dream to become an American citizen one day. I've been trying many different ways for over 12 years now. 
And if you're a long-term listener, you'll know that I, this year started out really good for me. It started out with a lot of optimism. Um, I saved up from my Irish job and I went on a, it was three and a half weeks of a tour of America. And it was incredible. It gave me lots of hope. I got to meet many, many great American people who are not famous or not in the spotlight, but just people in Tea Party rallies. And I got the honor of speaking in front of a couple of events and got to speak about what I love about America and about your founding and your principles. But I also did many other things on that trip. Um, I got to meet all my family at the Blaze. I got to meet with Glenn. I got to spend some alone time with Glenn, and that was incredible. And I also went looking for a job. And met with some people, and while I wasn't actively going for interviews and, you know, hey, I'm going to send my CV out, I met with some people. And, you know, we, we said we'd discuss things and see if things opened up. Um, and I met with a company and there was a job offer. And I was really excited about it. I came before you and I'm excited because for the first time in my life, I felt like I, I felt like I belonged. I was where I was supposed to be. I saw, I saw, actually saw a life I could live that would be, would be fulfilling in many different ways. I'd be, I'd be achieving my dream. I'd be moving to America. I'd be moving to a place I love. I'd be moving to Texas. Um, I'd be a lot closer to my girlfriend. I'd be active in the community. I'd have a job that I loved. And I'd also be able to do this show through the blaze. And who knows what would happen down the road with the blaze. And I just saw life and it all came together. But then I came back to Ireland. And without boring you with the details, things haven't worked out with the company. Um, there's financial issues um, and there's visa issues. More financial issues, but that's just the way it goes. Now, it's not ruled out. Maybe 18 months from now, they might come back knocking and say, hey, we're now in a position, Do you, are you still interested? And who knows what's going to happen down the road. But right now, the end of June 2016, I'm looking at it kind of going, six months ago, I thought I was moving to Texas. I'm now not. I'm staying in Ireland. And with no immediate hope of things changing. In six months I've gone from seeing a life to where I belonged, to what I wanted, to seeing how I could serve people and, and helping America in a bigger way, to effectively, in many ways, been blunt about it, back to exactly to square one. Just... More time has passed, more money I've spent, and no closer to getting my dream or to helping your nation in a bigger way. How should I feel? What should I do? 
How should I act? The reason I'm bringing this story up is because I want to share some of the emotions I have because I guess people who tell me publicly and privately, they've lost hope. They feel like giving up. They are angry. They look at things and they say, it's not fair, it's not right. But I, when I come back after this break, I want to talk to you about how would you act while you're listening to the ads that pay for this show. Just think about the quick, how would you act if you were in that scenario? Freedom versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. So how would you react? How would you feel with that scenario? And I know it's only a, I only gave you a few of the details. Well, the reason I ask these questions is because I'm guessing some of you at different times or maybe right now are feeling some of the feelings I feel. So I'm going to give you my feelings. Does it hurt? Absolutely. And it hurts for more reasons than than a job. It it hurts because I'm still 3,000 miles away from my girlfriend. It's actually probably more, I think. Um, I can't help the country I love. I can't do more. And I'm no closer to achieving my dream of being an American. Now, am I angry? No. Anger is an emotion that rarely solves anything. You know, what path would you choose? Let me lay out the paths I have for you. I can get angry. I could send a few nasty emails off to people and say, this is not fair, you haven't treated me right, and I don't care about the business or the economics, just get me over there because, you know, I'm more important than I don't know many people the company hired. I think there was I think it was maybe less than a hundred. Let's just say a hundred people. I'm more important than the hundred other people who work there. You know, you should 
risk all your business and potential financial ruin just to get me there and I could get on Twitter and if I had the ability to get, you know, a hashtag trending, you know, this company sucks and hashtag, you know, get some hashtag activism going. I could shout it from the rooftops. I could feel entitled. But where does those where did where did those emotions get you? Does it really solve anything? Oh, sorry, I, I could go onto Facebook and write a lengthy Facebook post. I could get onto my blog and and share that big lengthy post and and email it to everyone and email it email the media and say I was screwed. And the media would say, well, you know, your problem is you should have went illegal. And that doesn't get me anywhere. I I have those emotions as well. But where does it get you? Let's say you d I did all those things. And in 18 months or two years or three years or ten years, that company now is in a position to hire me. Do you think they're going to hire me? In a year or tomorrow, another company not finds out about me and says, I really like that guy. Do you think they're going to hire someone who did all those things to people? How I, I got a hashtag trending telling people they were sucked. Or writing blog posts. See, here's the thing. You're, this is something we never tell anybody anymore, but in this life, you're entitled to nothing. You really aren't. You're not entitled to a job, you're not entitled to money, you're not entitled to a green card in my case. You're not entitled to anything. You have to earn it. And you also have to act in the right way. I don't have any ill feelings towards the company who potentially were going to hire me. Because here's the truth. It was an honor for them to even consider me. To even be in the same room as some of the people was an honor you know one thing I try and do in this life and you can call me a moron or a schmuck or a fool or whatever word you want to call it, but I always try and see and I fail at times but I try and see the good you know I could look back on that trip to New York and Texas as well it made nothing it made no difference. You know, I'm still here, haven't I? I'm still in Ireland, no chance of a job, no chance of a green card. It was a bust. It achieved nothing. But that wouldn't be true. Because I had so many great okay, memories from that trip. From meeting great people who are associated with this show and the blaze in New York. 
getting to hang out with cool people, getting to go to the Statue of Liberty with Michael Palka, getting to meet Glenn Beck, going for lunch with my producer of this show, getting to go to Texas, getting to meet hundreds of just American citizens who love their country at Tea Party rallies, constitutional rallies, getting to speak in front of them. I'm forever grateful. But there's also one thing at last thing I want to talk to you about. And that is, some people might think I failed. You know, I'd be lying if I didn't say I think about giving up everything I do on a semi-regular basis. Because I think about a lot of things. And I'm sure many of you have the same feelings as well. I've thought about giving up the show. Because you can ask yourself, is the hate really worth it? Do you change anything? I've thought about giving up on my American dream. You know, 12 years. 12 years trying and after 12 years you're not, in my mind, there's no tangible evidence that you're anyway even 1% closer to your dream than I was 12 years ago. I've thought about giving up everything I do, my blog, my writing, my speaking, everything I do. No radio interviews. It's easy to think about. But here's the reason I won't do it. Because despite what's popular today, and well, we, it's all about winning. And there's no point in standing for principles if you can't win. Well, maybe that's true, but my experience in my personal life, honestly, I haven't done a lot of winning. In fact, when it's easy to look at my life, if you want to do it in human terms, as a lot of failure. This isn't the first time I'm flat on my back, looking up at all those lights, with the referee counting to ten. It's not my first defeat. And if I know anything about life, it won't be my last. Um, I'm going to fail a lot more. But the choice we have is would you rather not try and never know? Or would you rather try and have a chance. I know from me, and I'm going to finish up talking about this because I didn't plan to speak about this long, but the reason I brought this up was because I'm trying to share, say, I share some of the emotions you feel about America right now. I know I've talked about my situation, but my situation isn't unique. I'm sure some of the feelings I've described, lost, anger, pain, hurt, 
you've experienced about America's future. When I talked about me giving up, I'm sure many of you have maybe felt the same thing. I know it would be lovely and tempting to run off to a very secluded part of the country, down in Texas or in the Midwest, and you know, where there's no one around for miles, and just live off privately and, you know, no internet coverage, don't look at the news, just live off the land. I know some of you have thought about that. But for me, the reason I won't give up, it's not based on success or whether what I do makes a difference or not. Whether I get my American dream or not. Or whether I get other earthly reward like a, a wage. The reason I do what I do is the same reason you do what you do. The reason I don't walk away is the same reason you don't walk away. And that is because deep down we care. We care about the future. We are emotionally invested in the success of America. We are emotionally invested in freedom. We are emotionally invested in the Constitution, in God, in your founders. We are emotionally invested because we understand why America is exceptional and why there is no other nation on the face of this earth like America. And because deep down, deep down inside of us, there is that emotion or feeling or gut feeling or just this knowledge that what you stand for is right. And even on the darkest day, we have to continue. Because there is no other choice. I know the feelings you feel. I share them. But together we must stand. We must ensure that freedom wins this war. We must ensure that tyranny does not grow anymore. That the dark does not spread. We must be the light. I'd love to be able to tell you that your life will be easy. The truth is I'd be lying to you. Life is hard. Life is incredibly hard. Life will knock you down and kick you and then jump on you and push you and push you and push you. Except the difference between life and a cage fight in the UFC or in boxing, whichever analogy you want to use, 
is that life at times when it's got you down and you're on your back and you're going, oh, I don't know where I am and you're all groggy and you're kind of going unconscious and life keeps hitting you. At times there is no referee to get pull you the life off you and to stop it. There is no one to throw in a white towel. The choice is, what do you do? Life is tough. And the world we live in today is incredibly tough. But I'll leave you with this. You are not alone. You are not alone in this war. I don't know how many of, of us there are. This election really has proved that some of the people who we thought were on our side really weren't. But I know this, you're not alone. It might feel that, but you are not. I gotta take another quick break, America. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Technology has enabled individuals to be able to wage war on behalf of whatever ideology, whatever cause it is they think that they are in support of. And they can turn themselves into a global news story as well as creating a mass casualty attack. It is a lot easier now than it used to be. That much is true. Buck Sexton. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. With Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I hope the, you got something from my ramblings in the first couple of segments of this show. I just wanted to share the emotions with you. And I want to share a story with you right now that some of you might know, some of you might remember. It's kind of a famous story, and it's one of my famous, my favorite stories, and I've never told it on this show before, but I think it's that because of what we spoke about in the first couple of segments, but also it kind of ties in with the last couple of shows, um, when I spoke about Ronald Reagan and I spoke about D-Day and... I explained why this show will always salute the real heroes in society, or who I deem the real heroes in society. And if you've missed those shows, please consider checking them out. There's links on SoundCloud or iTunes. And it's the story. Um, it happened on January 20th, 1981. Um, that was the day President Reagan was inaugurated. And he told the story in his address where he spoke of heroes. 
and he told the story about Martin Trepto. If you don't know Martin Trepto, you're about to. To give you the backstory of this, prior to Ronald Reagan's inauguration, he got a, a letter from someone he didn't know. But there was information in it about Martin Trapto, and he included it in his inauguration address. And why did he do that? And why am I telling you this story now? Well, because Martin Trapto was just another American. He was a young man, and he had a job in a barbershop. And in 1917, like so many other, what people would describe as just your average, normal, small-town American, even though there's nothing average about them, went to France with the Rainbow Division to fight in World War One, And sadly, Private Martin Treptow was killed. But on him, he kept a diary. And there was a pledge inside it. And it kind of sums up how I feel and how I know many of you feel right now. In his diary, his pledge was the following. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost, as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. The reason I share that is because. It's how I feel. America must win this war. Whether it's fair or not, whether it's right or not, America is the only nation that exists today or that has ever existed that has come as close to real freedom real respect for the individual. And together, we must take this pledge. Because what he said is true. We must all work, we must all save and sacrifice and endure. I focus on in the endure today because if you believe in freedom, you are surrounded on all sides. We have enemies all around us. Left, right, center, top, down. If you believe in real freedom, you're hated. I will fight cheerfully. 
and do my utmost as if the whole issue of the struggle depended on me alone. We are lucky that this issue doesn't depend on us alone. You are not alone. But imagine if we all acted like we were. You know, the great thing about technology and capitalism is that we have equipment today that they didn't have in 1917. In 1917, Private Treptow and countless others, when they went overseas, fighting for freedom in World War One and World War Two. The only communication they had was writing letters back home and getting letters. And it wasn't, you know, like you post a letter today and tomorrow or the next day you get it. It took a, it took a long time. So it's easy to understand how Private Trepto felt like he was alone. All he had was his brothers and sisters into his division. He might have felt like his family or his friends or his community didn't know who he was or what he was doing. Today we don't have that. With technology advancements. You know, if you just want to focus on the military, they have Facebook and they have Skype and they Skype home on a regular basis. They have more communication than ever before. But just for you. You might live in a small town, maybe a couple of hundred people. You might feel like you're alone. You might live in, I don't know, some crazy utopia. I don't know, how about we say New York City. And you might feel... Oh my God, I'm alone. You might live, I don't know, in a very liberal part of Massachusetts. And you might be surrounded by... Actually, let me go on further. You might live in Vermont. And your senator might be Bernie Sanders. And you're kind of going, oh, holy God, I'm so alone. I'm surrounded. You might be a crazy Irish guy. Surrounded by, at best, Hillary Clinton socialism and, at worst, Bernie Sanders and Bill Ayers people who are running your country. It's easy to feel alone. But you're not alone with technology. You can get online. You can talk to fellow people. You can Skype people. You can engage, you can interact, you can join groups on social media. You can join chats, rooms, with people that share your beliefs. We don't have the issues they had in 1917. We have our own set of issues. But please tell me, if you take nothing away from this show, please just understand this. You are not alone.
and America must win this war. America must win this war and we must do everything in our power to promote American principles, American exceptionalism, American freedom for America but also for the rest of the world. I'll read out his words one last time for you and I'll also share a link on the site. America must win this war. Therefore I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the whole issue depended on me alone. What powerful words from just yet another American hero. I'll be right back, America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. You have to be a complete and utter moron to not know separate server equals something you don't want people to know, probably for nefarious purposes. Theft, corruption, murder, bribery. Is that what you want from a secretary of state, a senator, especially a president? The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me. I hope today has given you some food for thought, some something to think about this weekend. Um, if you have any thoughts, feelings, emotions, please get in touch. I'm on Twitter at Freedom Disciple, or I'm on Facebook at Freedom's Disciple. Um, get in touch. I love hearing from you. I love engaging with you and talking to you. And If you're feeling alone, always know you can send me a message at any time and I'll reply as quickly as I can. Because I can't speak for anyone else, but you are not alone. I'm here. I'm not much, but I'm here. And I ain't going anywhere. I want to finish today's show with one question I'd love you to think about and ask yourself. And it's the reason I ask this question, because it's one of the most powerful parts of the Bible, in my opinion. Um, and just let me give you the backstory of the question. For those who read scriptures, you'll know it's the Gospel of Mark, and it's chapter 10. And there's this blind guy, and he's on the side of the street. And Jesus comes, and he's clearly blind and can't see. And he shouts out to him. And he shouts out to him, and he shouts out to him, and he shouts out to him. And Jesus stops him asks him and he calls him over and the blind guy finally thinking he's got that bit of hope 
jumps up and goes over to him. Now, imagine for a second that you're Jesus Christ. You know everything that happens. You know everything. You've seen it. It's been foretold. And you can clearly see this guy is blind. And you know he's looking for help. Most people would say it's obvious what the guy wants. Come on, he's blind. He wants his sight. It's obvious. Yet for me, it's maybe this is just me. It's one of the more powerful questions in the Bible. Because Jesus answered him and said, What do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? When you think about that, isn't it obvious? I want to see. I want to see sunrise. I want to see rain slamming and bashing off concrete off the ground. I want to see rain splash into puddles. I want to see the beauty of the countryside. All the different shades of green and all the different colours with all the different harvests. I want to see the many shades of blue in the oceans. I want to see my friends. I want to see all the beauty this world has to offer. I want to be able to read. Yet he still asked them, what do you want me to do for you? Why do you think he asked that question? The reason I ask this question to you today is, imagine Jesus was in front of you right now. He said, what do you want me to do for you? What would you ask for? When I look at people engaging online, I always want to ask them this question in a, in a nice way and get them to think about it. Because it seems we spend so much time arguing over politics. We spend so much time arguing over who to put in the White House in 2016. We spend so much time saying who has to have power in, in the House of the Congress. Is politics really that important in the grand scheme of things? Would you, what you ask for, would it be political? If Jesus Christ was in front of you right now and he said, what would you want me to do for you? Would your answer really be, I just want Donald Trump in the White House? Would your answer really be, 
I just want, I even go one step further, I just want Ted Cruz in the White House. Look at what we, look at what we prioritize in the world today. Would you say to Jesus when he says, what do you want me to do for you? I just want to win, Jesus. Because I am sick of losing. I want to win, Jesus. I want to win so much that I get sick of winning. Would you ask for, ah, oh, Jesus, here's what I really want. I want so much money and so much success that I'm the most popular person in the world. I never want to have any pain, any hardship, any suffering. I want to be able to click my fingers and anything happens. Would you, if Jesus was in front of you, would you say, you know what I really want? I want a million followers on Twitter. Oh, I know what I want, Jesus. I want my hashtag to trend. What's important? What would you ask for? Would you focus on politics? Would you want earthly desires? Or would some of us be like Solomon? When God appeared to Solomon, he said, ask for whatever you want me to give to you and I'll give it to you. And how did Solomon answer? Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people for who is able to govern this people of yours. How many of us would ask for wisdom and knowledge? Or would we ask for, you know, platitudes? Well, you know, you hear all these these speeches. I, I don't watch it, but you hear them. I see them occasionally. They come up on my Facebook page. You know, these Miss Americas and Miss Universe and, and I don't know. You know, they have it Miss, you know, the Rose of Trilly is the Irish one. And, you know, you have all these people. And I just want world peace. Well. Would you ask for something like that? I can't tell you what I would ask for because to be truthful, it might change on a given day. But right now, how I'm feeling, I'm going to tell you what I'd ask for. I wouldn't ask for a green card or a dream job or, or even my big dream job. I wouldn't go, you know what I really want, God? I really, really, really want over anything else is I want my dream job at the device. I want my own radio show. Because it doesn't matter. Right now, how I feel, I say this would change. I have no doubt about it. I wish... I wish we had more peace in our hearts. I wish we could I wish we could 
not see everyone as an enemy. And where we could truly work towards following his commandments. And even just one. Love one another like I have loved you. You know, one of the saddest parts of this job, and I said at the start of the show, when I, times I think about running away or giving up this show, when I get feelings like that, it's usually because of one thing is said to me. And it's said in countless different ways, but the intent is the same. You're my enemy. Because I don't see things the way you do. Because I don't get on board. Because I don't back a political candidate. Because I don't support a party. I get told, you're my enemy. And not only am I your enemy, am I your enemy, but you must seek to crush me. And I must try and seek to crush you in some way. How sad is that? How sad is it that we all have to crush each other? If you support Donald Trump or you support Ted Cruz or you support Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders or I don't know, a pig for president. I don't have to agree with you. I didn't back anyone in this race, nor have I any intention to back anyone in the foreseeable future unless things change. Unless George Washington is dug up and put back to life and maybe his head is put on a monkey body, then maybe I might consider endorsing the head of George Washington. But short of that, I don't see myself getting on board on any political candidate's train. But just because I see things different and I see my role as different, I'm not your enemy. How great would it be if we didn't see everyone as enemies? And where we could actually agree to disagree. What would you ask for? Let's say this answer, my answer, if you ask me this in two weeks, my answer might change. But I can tell you this. Even though the answer might change, it would be revolved around the same thing. I don't seek an easy life. I don't seek fame or fortune or money. You know, the funny thing about money is, sometimes I consider myself the most blessed person to never have had any money. Because when you don't have something, you don't miss it. But I would never ask for a personal gain or, well, sorry, I say I don't think I ever would. I pray I never do. But what would you ask for? I ask this question because it might be obvious. You know, you're sitting there when I asked that question the first time. You probably had an answer right in your head. And it might be the right answer, but I'd ask you to think about it. Because sometimes the answer isn't obvious. Sometimes we have to think about the answer. Sometimes we have to think about what we really want. Before I finish, I would love to give you God's answer to Solomon. He said, since this is your heart's desire, 
and you have not asked for wealth, possessions, or honor, nor the death of your enemies. And since you have not asked for a long life, but wisdom and knowledge to govern my people, over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. What would you ask for? I'd love if you would let me know publicly or privately, because I'd love to get different people's perspective on things. I hope today's show has given you some food for thought. And if nothing else, when you're bored and you can't sleep at night, think about the questions I ask you. I guarantee you they'll put you to sleep. As always, this show finishes the way we finish every show, by saluting who I think are the real heroes in society, tipping our cap and saying thank you to the police, the firefighters, the emergency personnel, and the vets, vets who fight for all our freedoms. And most importantly, I salute you, the great American people. Never, ever, ever, ever forget, America is great because of your people. Until next week, America, God bless. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. The Blaze Radio Network. 